0: the answer
3: yes indeed it is and a good morning to you thank you so very much for joining us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this tuesday the 10th morning of the 12th month of the year of our lord 2019 outstanding program by hugh hewitt today outlining everything well just about everything that you need to know about yesterday's inspector general report inspector general Horowitz, Michael Horowitz, uh, f- well, if it, if it felt like you were in the twilight zone because you've been there before or if it felt like deja vu, it did to me as well because I've, I, I really think I have seen and heard this program before. You remember, right? You remember when James Comey spent uh, a, a good 20 minutes outlining all of the crimes that Hillary Clinton committed? Uh, as the FBI wrapped the investigation into her email server scandal. Remember, 20 minutes he described all of the crimes she committed before ending it with this. Uh, Secretary Clinton has summarized to the public that you have said her statements in in her interview. Sorry, that's the wrong clip. I want to get to the right clip. This is what he said. Although there
4: is evidence of potential violations of the
3: statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. In other words, I just told you why she was guilty of this, 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 and this, but we are not going to hold her accountable. Nobody should hold her accountable. That was the Comey press conference, I think, that kind of, uh, you know, was the final nail in his coffin. Uh, James Comey and the FBI could not be trusted to conduct fair and impartial investigations. Then? because they found all kinds of dirty misdeeds but didn't hold her accountable, said nobody will pay a price for this. And now, under Christopher Wray, the current FBI gets a pass as well. As Inspector General uh, Michael Horowitz says the same thing, essentially, that you just heard. All kinds of misdeeds, all kinds of uh, factual errors, all kinds of intentional intentional steps taken by the FBI to avoid bringing exculpatory evidence forward, all kinds of, of intentional errors by the FBI to mislead or at least allow others to mislead the FISA court as to why they would need uh, to spy on and wiretap members of the Trump campaign team. And despite some 17 specific Very egregious errors or intentional misdeeds found by Inspector General Horowitz. The conclusion was the same as the conclusion you just heard from Comey in that Hillary Clinton investigation. And that is all kinds of of, of, uh, problems, all kinds of crimes committed, but no, we didn't find enough to uh, move forward with charges of political bias. We didn't find any uh, a reason to move forward with any accountability for the individuals we just told you in these hundreds of pages in this Inspector General's report. Hold them accountable for the misdeeds and the crimes that we just got done telling you uh, they committed. That's where this came from. Uh, the, the, make no mistake, this, this is... Exactly what the swamp that President Trump has been trying dutifully for three years to drain, that's what it is. This is the swamp. Swamp creatures covering for other swamp creatures, even while calling them swamp creatures. I mean, look, essentially, that's exactly what it was the report outlined all of the massive problems that the fbi had in their investigation here and in their um taking of the steel dossier and all of its falsehoods all of its fraud taking it to the fisa court and intentionally misleading the fisa court judges in order to get the uh get the uh, wiretap warrant uh to surveil the president or excuse me then just cam- uh, candidate trump's campaign Crime after crime after crime is committed and nobody being held accountable. How? Why? And what do we do about it? Well, there's a lot of things that we have to do about it. There's a lot of things we can say about it. And most importantly, there are a lot of things that the Attorney General of the United States, who is still the top cop, the top law enforcement agent in the country, William Barr, he spoke about this. Federal Prosecutor John Durham, who has been commis- who has uh, been commissioned to investigate now as a criminal matter all of these things involving the uh, surveillance of Donald Trump uh, and his associates during the campaign, and he has a criminal element, which means he can impanel grand juries. He can actually get something done, whereas Horowitz was very narrow in the scope that he was allowed to investigate with as the Inspector General. Now, i got a ton of audio I want to play for you in reaction to all of this. The, the uh, Inspector General finding 17 errors and omissions in the FBI FISA warrant. This is Jason Chaffetz, former Congressman Chaffetz, on with Fox and Friends, uh, responding to the issue or to the claim that there was, uh, by the way, not the claim, the finding by Inspector General Horowitz that there was no political bias in the actions and activities of the... Um, uh of the FBI. And once they
1: realized it, they never said, "Hey, by the way, judge, that's a bunch of made-up stuff." I think it's also an indication that this may expand much further than just the FBI because right. Durham could be looking at the CIA yep. and others. The other thing that just made me nuts about this thing is the the idea that they did not give defensive briefi- briefings to Donald Trump, the candidate, and to President Trump? They kept that information from right. him. They're supposed to be protecting that person. We give them Secret Service, we give them CIA briefings, and the idea but that Jason they did, did there was not go no in and tell is so they said wrong. there was no political bias I don't that they could it. get anybody right. to admit to. Yeah. Well, look. We have thousands of texts. You can read it in their own words. The, the one thing that I disagree with Horowitz and I look at it is, how could there not be political bias? And why is it that every time something turns, it's always against Donald Trump? Right. It never goes in his well, favor. It never things. does. And that's, that's of
3: because of the, uh, that's enough. That's because of the obvious inherent political bias under which the FBI was operating under James Comey and Andy McCabe's leadership. And quite frankly, despite President Trump choosing, remember, he got to hand pick Christopher Wray as the successor to that position, uh, I think the FBI is still being run in largely the same way. Now, let's get to the statements made by William Barr, the uh, Attorney General, who responded yesterday to the uh, IG's report in a very, very critical way. Uh, Attorney General Barr said he completely disagrees with the findings of the inspector general's report as, as it pertains to political bias and accountability. Attorney General Barr said the following in a statement, Nothing is more important than the credibility and integrity of the FBI and the Department of Justice. This is why we must hold our investigators and prosecutors to the highest ethical and professional standards. The Inspector General's investigation has provided critical transparency and accountability, and his work is a credit to the Department of Justice. I would like to thank the Inspector General and his team. The Inspector General's report now makes it clear that the FBI launched an intrusive investigation of a U.S. presidential campaign on the thinnest of suspicions that, in my view, were insufficient to justify the steps taken. So, in other words, he just flat out said, the Inspector General did a a nice job. They exposed a lot of important things, but they were wrong in their conclusions. He goes on to say, it is also clear that from its inception, the evidence produced by the investigation was consistently exculpatory. Nevertheless, the investigation and surveillance was pushed forward for the duration of the campaign and deep into President Trump's administration. In the rush to obtain and maintain FISA surveillance of Trump campaign associates, FBI officials misled the FISA court. And I'm going to stop right there and say, right now, those three were or actually what? One, two, three, four, five words, six words. Um uh, those six words should be enough to stop Jim Comey in his tracks as he tries to take a victory lap, which he did yesterday. FBI officials misled the FISA court. Six words. Now, the specifics are obviously a lot longer than that, but those six words are the core of this. They misled the FISA court. The question then becomes, why? And how? What was their motivation to mislead the court? Horowitz says, well, it wasn't political bias. That's not the reason. Then what would be the reason? And how dare you say that there was no political bias when you have those leading FBI officials, including Peter Strzok, telling his lover, we will stop him. We will stop him. Don't worry. She's going to win, but if he does, we have the insurance policy in place. We will stop him. They misled the FISA court for crying out loud. It was found in the inspector general's report, and Jim Comey is taking a victory lap and saying, see, told you we didn't do anything wrong. Oh, my goodness. Back to Barr's statement yesterday. The FBI officials misled the FISA court omitted critical exculpatory facts from their filings, and suppressed or ignored information negating the reliability of their principal source. The Inspector General found the explanations given for these actions unsatisfactory. While most of the misconduct identified by the IG was committed in 2016 and 2017 by a small group of now former FBI officials, The malfeasance and misfeasance detailed in the inspector general's report reflects a clear abuse of the FISA process. FISA is an essential tool, wrote William Barr yesterday in his statement, for the protection of the safety of the American people. The Department of Justice and the FBI are committed to taking whatever steps are necessary to rectify the abuse that occurred, to ensure the integrity of the FISA process going forward. No one is more dismayed about the handling of these FISA applications than Director Ray. Well, we'll see. I have full confidence in Director Ray, says William Barr, and his team at the FBI, as well as the thousands of dedicated line agents who work tirelessly to protect our country. I think the director, excuse me, I thank the director for the comprehensive set of proposed reforms he is announcing today, and I look forward to working with him to implement these and other appropriate measures with respect to DOJ personnel, discussed in the report the department will follow all appropriate processes and procedures including any potential disciplinary action. So that's Bill Barr, the Attorney General, saying the IG report exposed, which we know it did, a lot of FBI mistakes and a lot of FBI errors and omissions. It just refuses, the report does, to condemn them as having political bias and thus refuses to hold anyone accountable. If you were hoping for jumpsuits, and zip ties around the wrists of all of these individuals, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Because if those things are to happen, if orange jumpsuits and handcuffs are to happen for the individuals responsible for violating all of these U.S. laws as it pertains to the FISA court and the spying on an American citizen, or several, actually now we know four American citizens associated with the Trump campaign, If those things are to happen, they will have to happen after U.S. Attorney, Federal Prosecutor John Durham, releases his findings. Those are ongoing, but his statement yesterday is telling. I'll share that with you coming up after this. It's 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420 The Answer. Back after this. Mm 24 now onward, the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer, reacting to yesterday's IG report and the incredible responses from some of the uh, FBI officials who were named in it for committing all kinds of crimes, taking victory laps because they're not going to be held accountable for those crimes. Uh, But we're also going to talk about the impeachment process today because uh, Democrats are indeed this morning introducing two articles of impeachment against the president. They are going to introduce Article 1, Abuse of Power, and Article 2, Obstruction of Justice. Or actually, Obstruction of Congress, beg your pardon. Those are going to be what they hang themselves with. That's right. That is the rope they are choosing to hang themselves, and probably, once this entire thing is done in the United States Senate, probably their majority in the U.S. House, because there are so many... Angry voters in Trump-1 districts who have Democrat Congress members who are going to be voted out of office in November of 2020. They're going to lose their majority, and we're going to have a great laugh. Just remember that then, what we are saying now. Uh So those uh, articles of impeachment are being introduced, that is today. But I want to go back now to John Durham. I gave you the statement from Bill Barr, the Attorney General, in response to the IG report yesterday. Now, John Durham, he is in large part the last great hope for true justice in the federal government. He's the last great hope because there were two great hopes prior to... um uh, yesterday. One was Inspector General Horowitz that he would hold people accountable. The other is John Durham. Horowitz has released his report. It does detail many crimes and, and omissions, uh, uh that, that were committed by, uh, a lot of the Democratic, or excuse me, the FBI officials on behalf of the Democrat National Committee, which paid for the, uh, Trump dossier, which was used to take to that FISA court. But none of them are being held accountable. So here's what John Durham says. Uh, he, uh, in a rare statement released yesterday, Durham issued a serious disagreement with the report's findings and said it was limited in scope. Quote, I have the utmost respect for the mission of the Office of Inspector General and the comprehensive work that went into the report prepared by Mr. Horowitz and his staff. However, our investigation is not limited to developing information from within component parts of the Justice Department. Our investigation has included developing information from other persons and entities, both in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. Based on the evidence collected to date, and while our investigation is ongoing, last month we advised the Inspector General that we do not agree with some of the report's conclusions as to predication and how the FBI case was opened, end quote. That is such a massive and damning statement by uh, the um, federal prosecutor. John Durham has been asked to investigate this, and now as a criminal matter, so much more than what Horowitz was able to do um, in his Inspector General's report. Because they can subpoena witnesses, they can impanel grand juries, and they can bring charges. And that is exactly what so many of us have been waiting for. Yesterday, as I kind of interacted with some folks that you know that are of like mind and and, and people who want to see uh, true justice being done here, a lot of people said to me, said to me or expressed to me how, how utterly fed up they were with the fact that nobody is going to go to jail for these obvious violations of the law, And all I could say was, "Look, we had two aces in the hole here. one is the inspector general, two is the Durham investigation. the former. The Inspector General's report that was released yesterday isn't holding anyone accountable despite finding all kinds of crimes. The latter, the Durham investigation, I believe will. So I am not losing faith or losing hope just yet. Remember, Inspector General investigators are only capable of interviewing individuals in the DOJ. They cannot access information from other federal government agencies or compel anyone outside of the DOJ to be interviewed. Furthermore, the inspector general can only recommend prosecution for those to have found uh, they found engaged in illegal wrongdoing. But Durham, who has, by the way, he, he's not, cannot be dismissed as a Republican partisan. He has worked for both Republican and Democrat administrations, and was appointed by Bill Barr to conduct this criminal investigation. His investigative authority is broad, and unlike that of the inspector general. And he has the ability to prosecute. His office is capable of issuing subpoenas outside the DOJ to individuals throughout the federal government, overseas, and more. And his investigation results are expected to be released in the coming weeks. That is when we will begin to see justice happen. All right, it's 9 30. We'll get a time out here for news. We'll listen to uh, the story of uh, the uh, articles of impeachment being released against President Trump, and we will get your reaction to it on the other side. 216 eight two eight 888 1110. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. So it's on now. Game on, if you will. The Demon Rats have uh, taken the final step on the House side. They have unveiled their articles of impeachment. There will be a vote in uh, committee. Um, it looks like this week, and they say there will be a full House vote before Christmas. The framers of the Constitution, said Jerry Nadler, one of the biggest hypocrites in the history of the federal government, prescribed a clear remedy for presidents who so violate their oath of office. No one, not even the president, is above the law. I, I, I just laugh at those kinds of statements from individuals who continue to call for open borders and for amnesty for people who have broken our laws by coming here illegally. No one's above the law except for the people that we say so. Um, Nancy Pelosi directed the Judiciary Committee to proceed with the drafting of measures just last week. Uh, Doug Collins, ranking member for the Republicans, said the clock in the calendar should not be the basis for impeachment. I'm just giving you, uh, this is all kind of breaking as, as we go here. Absent from the planned charges, the articles against the president, is a bribery count, which the Democrats have repeatedly accused the president of. How can that be? They said it was bribery, 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 bribery. But here they are with their articles of impeachment, and all they're going with is abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Okay, that's kind of interesting. How did he abuse his power? If he didn't bribe anybody, you couldn't prove bribery, just like you couldn't prove collusion in Russia. But remember, and I'm going to hit this again and again and again, this impeachment is not about a Ukrainian phone call. This impeachment is about unbridled hatred for this president. That's why 20 minutes after inauguration, in January of 2017, the Washington Post ran the headline, The Impeachment of Donald Trump Has Begun. That's why they literally planned for impeachment to be the insurance policy in the unlikely event that Donald Trump would win. That's what this is about. They have been searching for three years for a crime. They convicted him three years ago. And then it was, now let's go find a crime so we can get rid of this guy. And this is the one that they have settled on. Despite, again, all evidence that they have presented being nothing but hearsay, second and third hand hearsay, opinions, presumptions, and assumptions. There's a difference. That's what they have offered. That's what they offered in the Intelligence Committee hearings run by Pencil Neck Schiff, and that's what they uh, presented in the Judiciary Committee hearings ran by, uh, run by, um, uh, by Jerry Nadler. Meanwhile, the investigation into the insurance policy against the president, including the spying on Donald Trump's campaign by the um, uh, federal government, the FBI, after they got a FISA court warrant to do so, now let's go back to that. The inspector general's report yesterday uh, revealing that there were at least seventeen uh, factual errors and omissions and misconduct by the FBI, but no one is going to be held accountable for it. Let's give a little bit of a summary here for this. This is the these are rather the seven damning revelations from the IG report. This one has been compiled by uh, uh Dan Bongino's crew. Number one, omitted information the FBI had obtained from another U.S. government agency detailing its prior relationships with Carter Page, including that Page had been approved as an operational contact for the other agency, and that Page had provided information to the other agency concerning his prior contacts with certain Russian intelligence officers, one of which overlapped with facts asserted in the visa application. Number two, Included the, this is what the IG report did, included a source characterization statement asserting that Christopher Steele's prior reporting had not, or excuse me, had been corroborated and used in a criminal proceeding, which overstated the significance of Steele's past reporting and was not approved by Steele's handling agent as required by the Woods procedures. Number three, it omit, uh, omitted information relevant to the reliability of person one, a keel, or keel, excuse me, that's key and steel combined, a key steel subsource who was attributed with providing the information in report 95 and some of the information in reports 80 and 102, uh, namely that steel himself told members of the crossfire hurricane team that person one was a booster, or I beg your pardon, a boaster and an egoist. Number four, asserted that the FBI had or had assessed that Steele did not directly provide to the press information in the September 23rd Yahoo News article based on the premise that Steele had told the FBI he only shared his election-related research with the FBI and Fusion GPS, his client. This premise was incorrect and contradicted by documentation. Steele had told the FBI that he also gave his information to the State Department. Five, the report omitted George Papadopoulos' consensually monitored statements to an FBI CHS in September of 2016, denying that anyone associated with the Trump campaign was collaborating with Russia or with outside groups like WikiLeaks in the release of the emails. Sixth, the report omitted Carter Page's consensually monitored statement to an FBI CHS in August of 2016 that Page had literally never met or said one word to Paul Manafort, and that Manafort had not responded to any of Page's emails. If true, those statements were in tension with claims in Report 95 that he was partici- he being Page, participating in a conspiracy with Russia, acting as an intermediary for Manafort on behalf of the Trump campaign. These are massive, and, I, and some of it is very, there's a lot of minutiae here, and I do apologize for that. I'll wrap it with the seventh one. But these are extraordinarily important findings about the misconduct of the FBI in this investigation and in this, uh, uh, in their uh, presentation to the FISA court in order to get the Trump uh, campaign team spied upon. Seven was it included Page's consensually monitored statements to an FBI CHS in October of 2016, so two months later, that the FBI believed, supported its theory that Page was an agent of Russia, but omitted other statements Page made that were inconsistent with that theory including denying having met with Sechin and uh, uh, Devyekin, or even knowing who Devyekin was. If true, those statements contradicted the claims in Report 94 that Page had met secretly with those two individuals about future cooperation with Russia and shared derogatory information about candidate Clinton. None of these inaccuracies and omissions were brought to the attention of the uh, OI before the last FISA application. Uh, was filed in June of 2017. Consequential, uh, consequently, the failures were repeated in all three renewal applications. Further, as we discussed later, uh, there are identified 10 additional significant errors in the renewal applications. I gave you seven key ones, but there are 17 total. And the, all of that is just from uh, one chapter of 12 in that 476-page report. So let's get to some, some of the reactions now, as promised. Uh, first of all, let's go to Joe Scarborough. On MSDNC, uh, talking about the Inspector General's findings and the responses that I shared with you last segment from Attorney General Barr and federal prosecutor John Durham. President Trump is, is truly shocking, and I think Americans should be appalled. Well, and, and
4: Willie, the, the outrageousness of it all again, all of Donald Trump's lies, all of his conspiracy theories laid bare, and as Gene said, the conspiracy theories about the FISA warrant can be, dis- and, and and Carter Page, and that starting the investigation, can be disproven by a three-second look at a timeline. The same thing with the Steele dossier. It doesn't match up. The timeline, it just doesn't match up. But in this case of, of, of Durham, I, I think, I mean, we know, we know Barr will do anything for Donald Trump. He's his Roy Cohn. He's his hack.
3: By the way, the description of Bill Barr as a hack is uh, and uh, you know stooge for Donald Trump. It's beyond disingenuous. It's beyond insulting because Bill Barr had the support of Democrats and Republicans the last time that he was an Attorney General. He was considered to be literally above reproach because he's not partisan. He is a one hundred percent devotee of the law. That's what makes him such a great attorney general. And that's why when he was asked by President Trump to come in and replace Jeff Sessions, um, even liberal Democrats couldn't complain and they'd say that he has chosen. I mean, they they, they thought that Sessions was a partisan hack. But they couldn't even say that about Bill Barr until Barr came in and started doing his job and recognized and stated out loud that what President Trump was doing was right and what was done to President Trump was. What's wrong? And now people like Scarborough and the rest of the left on uh, uh, MSDNC are calling for uh, the resignations and the disbarment of Bill Barr, no pun intended, and John Durham. Uh, Let's pivot from MSDNC to Fox. Tucker Carlson last night pointing out something very important here about Carter Page, who was surveilled and spied upon by the federal government by warrant of the FISA court due to misinformation, lies, and omissions presented to that court by the FBI. The FBI knew Carter Page was innocent, but they kept on lying to hide his innocence in order to get this warrant.
1: The FBI failed to look at some of the problems in Steele's past work. Well, there's the understatement of the week. In fact, Steele's so-called dossier was absurd, and that was obvious from day one. No legitimate news outlet would run it. It was so clearly false that even the reckless Washington Post kept a distance. It was left to BuzzFeed to print it, a cat blog. And yet the Obama administration used the same document, the one that no one would print because it was so obviously false. They used that as a pretext to spy on the Trump campaign. The dossier claimed that Trump aide Carter Page had been promised a 19% stake in a Russian energy company, a bribe worth $10 billion. And keep in mind, when you're lying, the more specific the lie is, the more likely it is to be believed. So the lie in the dossier was, he was offered 19%, not 18 not 20 19% interest in this energy company, if he could persuade Donald Trump to lift sanctions against Moscow. Now the claim was wrong, it was made up, it was false, it was a lie. Page actually, was a former naval officer, an Annapolis grad, and had done nothing wrong. And yet the FBI targeted him anyway. Prominent figures on the left accused him of betraying his country. Carter Page's life was destroyed. Worst of all, and this is what we learned today, the FBI knew exactly what was happening, and they kept doing it. The FISA warrant against Page, the one that allowed the Obama administration to spy on him, had to be renewed multiple times. And according to the IG report, the FBI repeatedly lied and excluded exculpatory information in order to keep that FISA warrant alive. Even after FBI officials obtained information showing the dossier was almost certainly unreliable, again, something was obvious to everyone who read it, they continued to treat Page as a criminal and Steele as a trusted source. Meanwhile, on television, the usual morons, half-wits, and partisans continue to accuse Carter Page of crimes he'd never committed.
3: All right. The the, the key line there in the analysis, and a very good thorough explanation by uh, Tucker Carlson, is that the FISA warrant against Carter Page had to be renewed several times. And according to the inspector general, that the left is now hailing as being the final answer here... According to the Inspector General report, the FBI repeatedly lied in order to get that renewed. They repeatedly lied and excluded exculpatory evidence in order to keep that warrant, that FISA court warrant alive, so they could continue to spy on the Trump campaign and ultimately the Trump administration. I want you to think about that. The FBI lied repeatedly, and James Comey is now saying, "See, we didn't do anything wrong. These were just, this was just good people looking out for their country." Then why did the report declare that the FBI lied repeatedly? Representative Mark Meadows next. Mark Meadows wanted to respond to the suggestion by James Comey that he was vindicated by the Inspector General's report because he wasn't ordered to be to stand trial. By Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General, uh, he says that means he was vindicated. Representative Mark Meadows from North Carolina, who of course, is one of the co-founders of the Freedom Caucus with Jim Jordan. Disagrees. We've got our
4: hands on it, uh, so he's. Very-
3: All right, a little glitch here. See if we can fix this. All right, maybe we can't have uh, Mark Meadows right now. Uh, C- uh, Congressman Meadows was on with uh, Martha McCallum on Fox, and he declared that uh, uh, Comey was not vindicated in this report. I'm going to give this one more shot here before the break. we
4: got our hands on it, uh, so he's very familiar with it. Uh, good to see you this evening, Congressman Meadows. It's good to see you. Obviously, Jim Comey has not read the report. Now, that shouldn't surprise any of your viewers, because he didn't read the FISA applications either. And to suggest that he somehow has vindicated, uh, is just not actually portraying the facts the way that I've seen them, the way that I've read them, and indeed the way the inspector general's report outlines. So what, where is he wrong? Well, he's wrong on two two different cases. Uh, when when he says no one was spied on, actually four Trump campaign officials were not only surveilled, but they were secret, secretly recorded uh over a dozen times, and one of those Trump officials wasn't even the target or a subject of the investigation. So to suggest that there was no spying going on is just uh, fictional. Yeah. The other part, the other part that is more troubling than that is Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump both had a defensive brief- briefing in August of 2016 supposed to be identical. Say, look out for foreign powers. Mm-hmm. What did the FBI do? They actually sent an investigator in with that briefing without telling the intelligence community to spy on candidate President Trump and Mr. Flynn, General Flynn. And yeah. so to suggest well, that it's, it's all... Above board, why would Director Ray say we're going to change 40 different steps if it was a good report?
3: That's a very important point there by Congressman Meadows. Why would the current FBI director uh, uh, announce that they're going to fix a whole bunch of things that were broken with the the FBI under James Comey, as it was under James Comey, if there wasn't anything wrong with the FBI under James Comey? It makes no sense. It's kind of like Joe Biden saying that Hunter did nothing wrong. And when I'm president, he won't do it again. What? Nine fifty-one. Quick time out. Back after this. Carson now. After the top of the hour. By the way, you're going to want to be here for his assessment of the IG report yesterday and the impeachment hearing and the articles introduced today. Right here on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. A 9.56 short se- segment here, but enough to get uh, some audio for you. Uh, big news today, of course, the uh, official articles of impeachment by the Democrats have been delivered. Nancy Pelosi says they will vote on obstruction of Congress and abuse of power in committee this week, and a uh, full vote in the House on those matters by Christmas uh that's the big news today. Yesterday of course the big news was the release of the IG report which Democrats say completely vindicates the FBI. Donald Trump owes the FBI a public apology for smearing their good name despite the fact that the IG report was filled with criticisms and facts about omissions and intentional mis- intentionally misleading uh statements made by the FBI about various individuals who had their civil liberties violated because they worked for Donald Trump. So all of that happened yesterday. Doug Collins brings the two hearings, uh, impeachment inquiry hearing yesterday. He decided to bring out the findings of the IG report.
5: So what happened today while we were stuck here? The Inspector General report. The review of 4 application and other aspects of the FBI crossfire invest- hurricane investigation. Here's some of the top findings. The FBI included inaccurate information in the Carter Page FISA application. The FBI failed to include exculpatory information in the FISA. The FBI did
3: not... That should end it right there, those two statements, by the way.
5: ...not corroborate a huge amount of the information in the Page FISA. The FBI chose to defensively brief candidate Clinton, not candidate Trump. The FBI failed to disclose, Bruce. But
3: yet they're going to say, yet uh, Horowitz actually included in the report that there was no political bias here. Did you just hear that part?
5: There information that Steele reporting was going directly to the Clinton campaign. An FBI attorney altered another agency's email to mislead about whether Carter Page had actually been a UTL's intelligence source. The bottom line, the report shows the Page FISA should have never been obtained. If you don't have the page FISA, you don't have a Russia investigation. If you don't have a Russian investigation, you can't knock out the president as a candidate at the time of the 26th election, and you can't hamstring the president's first two years with a special counsel investigation. I could go on, but Mr. Durham, who has already weighed in, has the next batch of this, and we'll see where it goes.
3: And that is what, again, we pin our hopes on. We pin our hopes, we, we pinned our hopes on two things. One was Horowitz in the IG report. The other is on John Durham. I think we are all left wanting a little bit here by the uh, uh, the Horowitz report, despite its clear evidence of FBI wrongdoing. But not holding them accountable leaves us wanting just a little bit. I really am confident, and I, maybe I'm a sucker maybe i i i am i should be you know once bitten twice shy here and be a little bit reticent to condemn or not condemn but uh, to uh, uh to uh uh expect anything better from the durham report but i do i am going to go ahead and be confident about that because of the statement durham made in response to the ig's report his report is going to be very very different and it's the one that matters because it is a criminal investigation it can impanel a grand jury to bring charges against the FBI authorities who abused their power. So there was an abuse of power here, Nancy Pelosi. It was not committed by the President of the United States. It was committed by Vice President Joe Biden, and it was committed by the FBI as directed and led by James Comey and Andrew McCabe. Peter Kirsten now breaks all of it down from his perspective after the news, which is now